playing the music from Sega role-playing games. This is Sword of Sega on RadioSega.net. Hello! Good evening and welcome to episode 11 of season 2 of Sword of Sega. Tonight is a very special show dedicated to the Shenmue series. Sadly, I do not bring you news of a Shenmue 3 or a Shenmue HD Xbox Live or PSN port, but what I do bring you instead is some awesome music and a few treats that I've ripped from YouTube. They may not be the best quality in the world, but I hope you'll enjoy them all the same. And of course, our Sword of Sega adventure continues later tonight with a few interesting plot points for those of you paying attention. We started the night off with Shenmue and Shenfa, the vocal version, from the Shenmue Orchestral album. Both very lovely tracks that I think I do play a lot on Sword of Sega, or at least I think I do. But with good reason, they're, they're awesome tracks. Now, Shenmue 1 and 2 really did define Sega's place in gaming history, outside of the Sonic series anyway. And whilst they do both feature some RPGs elements, they're not really RPGs, they're more of an experience really. They're a mix of virtual fighter style combat, reactive button mashing, item collecting, exploring, and there's a bit of detective problem solving thrown in there as well. And the Shenmue series have also inspired other games like Heavy Rain, and well, where would the gaming world be without magical quick time events? So, for those of you who are listening in tonight that have played either Shenmue games, I hope this show will spark a bit of nostalgia in you. And for those of you that haven't played either games, then shame on you. Shame on you indeed. It's not that hard to get hold of a copy, especially not Shenmue 2 on the Xbox, since it is playable on the 360 because it's backwards compatible. So do go and play if you can. Should do. Both games should really be on your list of video games to play before you die. Well, I'm your host, Captain Cloud Chaser, and tonight we'll be exploring Yokozuka and Hong Kong with our good friend Ryo Hazuki. And we'll start the evening off with some rather upbeat music to get us all in the mood.
Maybe I can practice here. Think I'll warm up a bit. Let's get sweaty. Let's get sweaty indeed. Okay, maybe not. So, in that little batch, to introduce the show, we had Hip De Hop from Shenmue, as requested by A Winner With You. Then we had Trino Bass. Sorry, Bass. Why do I keep saying Bass? I did this last time when I was drunk, and then I ranted about fish. And that was from Shenmue 2. Um, then we had Girl In The Wind, which I'm not sure what that's from, actually, because I haven't played Shenmue 2 in a while. But it does sound like a shop melody, and that was, yeah, from Shenmue 2. Then we had, well, let's get sway, I guess. <laughs> so... Hello, and thanks for joining me tonight for this Shenmue special. It seems like we've all managed to survive the epic three and a half hour long Fantasy Star vs Shining series show from last week, so that's good. Tonight we'll be just as busy though, as we'll probably overrun because we always do, but if you do want to request a track from Shenmue 1 or 2, then please do. I'll see if I can squeeze them in, but no guarantees or promises. And you know what I did forget to mention that a winner was you just reminded me of in the IRC? Yakuza! How could I forget Yakuza? That's the closest thing we have to a Shenmue game these days. Which is kind of sad, but yeah, Yakuza. There we go. A game that Shenmue did inspire. So anyway, if you're listening in live tonight, then thanks for tuning in. And do make sure you join us in the IRC so we can share our memories of these two epic games. And just who do we have helping me search for sailors tonight? Why, in the IRC we do have Forever Sonic, who's just joined, so hello to you. Just made it. Resident SD, underscore Spondy, and when it was you, D'Artagnan. Hello D'Artagnan, don't see you much. Hello. Fast Feet, a girl gamer nerd, I need fruit. Jonah Ridge, who actually, if I've just pronounced that right anyway, is it Jonah Ridge? You'll tell me later. Who has just joined in the IRC and found at Radio Sega for the first time after searching for Shenmue stuff, so isn't that awesome? It's good to have you on Radio Sega. And we also have M20, Pyrus55, Rave Rave Venato, who's raving, Rax with a Z on the end, Rosie Sonic 21, Silver Sonic who is way, SJ who does have a copy of the Shenmue movie, which I don't actually have because I suck, The Chaos Blue, Trekkie, and voice and Sonic Zone Cop was here before as well. I think he's having connection problems, possibly. So hello to you, and thanks to you, of course, a dear podcast listener. If you are not listening in live, I appreciate all the votes and downloads on the Sega Media page. So tonight I'm going to spend a bit of time. <coughs> excuse me, losing my voice there. I'm going to spend a bit of time losing my voice and um, talking about Shenmue, obviously it's a Shenmue show. So we're going to spend some time talking about the history of the series. And the series only consists of two games, despite everybody begging Sega for a conclusion to the story. And well, without spoiling anything, the ending of Shenmue 2 was a bit of a cliffhanger, and we've been waiting, what, 10 years or so to find out what happens next? Come on Sega, come on, put your finger out. And as Jonah Ridge did point out in the IRC earlier, there are a few Facebook groups dedicated to trying to bring Shenmue to a conclusion. Lots and lots of people want a Shenmue 3. Lots and lots. Maybe one day, we'll see. Well, a lot of time and effort and money went into creating the original Shenmue, which was directed by the legendary Yu Suzuki. Originally, Shenmue was going to be based in the world of Virtual Fighter and feature the story of Akira Yuki. And that game was also in development for the Sega Saturn. 
so that would have been interesting. But that all changed, of course, when Shenmue arrived on the Dreamcast in 1999 in Japan. 2000 for us in the lovely, wonderful world of England and Europe. And Shenmue told the story of Ryo Hazuki, or Dio, as he's sometimes called in game. And there is some resemblance between Ryo and Akira, especially as Ryo has a similar fighting style to Akira in Virtual Fighter. And Shenmue was pretty unique at the time, it offered an open world to explore in the real world town of Yokozuka. And by controlling Ryo, you could interact with almost everything, such as opening doors, closing doors, switching on lights, switching off lights, picking up jars, drinking cola, using the phone. Honestly, it's more exciting than it sounds, it is. Yu Suzuki called the genre free or full reactive eyes entertainment. So there you go. It's not an RPG, it's a free. And there were other activities in the game as well. You could play Dart, and you could also play Hang On and Space Harrier in the arcade. That was pretty cool. So I'm going to stop rambling about Shenmue now and move on with some music from the original. Enjoy!
now isn't the Samu music just amazing? Yes, it pretty much is. In that batch of music, we had some lovely tracks from the original Shenmue, starting off with Shenmue aka Sedge Hill from the original, which is the title screen theme, and that was requested by Resident SD. Then we had Memories of Distant Days, which is when Ryo has flashbacks with his dad, who got murdered, obviously. And that was requested by Zonic Zonecarp. Then we had Rain, requested by Winner Was You, because, you know, the black car travels along when it's raining and all that exploratory investigation and stuff when he finds the box of kittens. Ah, oh, so many memories. Then we also had Encounter with Destiny, and we are sharing a lot of our memories in the IRC, actually. It's quite interesting, so if you're listening in live and want to join the IRC, then head over to radiosega.net and click on the Community tab, and there you can join the IRC chat room, because we are discussing a lot of our favourite memories. Um, talking about Tom the Hot Dog Man. SJ was mentioning how his least favourite part of Shenmue 2 was the um, chores you had to do in the morning. I think he's talking about when you had to air out the books. Or maybe when you had to lift the crates. They were the best parts for me. I don't know why, but they were. And Fortlift Racing, that was brilliant. But I'm rambling and I will let you continue on with your own memories in the chat room. So, the story of Shenmue follows Ryo as he investigates the sudden murder of his father by the rather evil and mysterious Landy. And by investigating, I do mean messing around for weeks and collecting miniature Sega figures, forklift racing, kitten feeding, chasing bad guys whilst pressing X to win, that kind of investigating. And from my memories of the game, Shemo itself wasn't big in terms of the main storyline anyway, but it sure had a lot of different things to do, especially if you looked around the world and really engaged with it. But you know what the greatest thing in Shenmue was? It was looking for sailors! So. Do you fancy going to look for some sailors now? I sure do. Sailors? I'll look for some. Thank you very much. Good luck. Um, hi. What can I get for you? Do you know of a place where sailors hang out? Sailors? I see them at night. We close at 8. But I often see them from just before that. I see. All of the sailors are big, you know. You'll know who they are just by looking. Where do they hang out? I would say they hang out at bars or some places like that. Thanks. Sawano-san. Hello there, yo. I'm trying to locate some sailors. Sailors? Well, I see them around in the evenings. What do you want with them? No reason. I just want to talk to them. I see. I'm sorry, but I only see them sometimes. I see. Well, see you. Hi, Leo. Do you know any places where sailors hang out around here? Sailors? Yeah, I see them at night. At night? They're really big bad dudes, you know. I think they drink a lot of booze at the bars or someplace. Bars? Yep. You can see them hanging around the motorcycle shop. Good point. Nozomi. Ryo. You got a minute? Nozomi, do you know of any shops where sailors might go? Well, they sure don't come in here. I'd guess that they probably hang out in bars. Yeah, probably. Hey, sorry to bother you at work. It's no bother. But Ryo... Do anything crazy? I won't. See ya. 
excuse me. Oh, hey, Rio. I can't serve you alcohol, but uh, have a seat. Thanks. How about a cola? Sure. So, what's up? Saijo-san, do you know any places where sailors like to hang out around here? You say sailors, but you don't mean just any sailor, do you? Right. Try the MJQ Jazz Bar or Heartbeats Bar. Is that where they go? But you best be careful. I hear they run with a dangerous crowd. Any guys with tattoos on their arms? You'll probably find guys like that there. That's all right. Um, yeah? What? Are those people sailors? Who knows? Why don't you ask them yourself? But don't start anything. Got it? Okay. Got a minute? Hey! The kid's saying something! Are you guys sailors? Mm, could be. Hey, kid! How about a game? Game? You sink the ball in one shot, you win. And I'll answer your questions. But you miss, I win. Buy me a bourbon. Okay? You're on. Just have to make the shot, right? Try your luck. I make this shot and you tell me what I want to know. Are you guys sailors? Nah. We're base workers. Them broke sailors drink at the Heartbeats Bar. Heartbeats Bar. Hey, let's bet again. Come on. Welcome. There you go. Milk's perfect for a schoolboy, I'd say. <laughs> Are those guys sailors? Maybe. I'm looking for sailors who work with Chinese ships. What are you, some kind of TV detective or something? Back off. You little punk. You looking for some of this? enough. You put on quite a show, boy. I'm looking for info about a Chinese cartel. I'll tell you. What? In return, you don't show your face here again. Okay. Look for a guy named Charlie. Charlie? He deals in smuggled goods. He's well known in the underworld. He should know about the Chinese cartel. 
Where is he? He loves his hog. Try asking at the motorcycle shop nearby. What's he look like? He always wears shades and a black leather jacket. And he's got a tattoo on his arm. A tattoo on his arm? Enough talk. Now get out. All right then, all right then. We'll leave, we'll leave. Well, sorry about that. I just had to throw in some sailorific stuff because, you know, that was awesome. Just goes to show how awesome the voice acting was in Shenmue. And those two sailorific clips were taken from YouTube and I shall post a link to both of them in the IRC within the next music break. So you can save them for later and just have a giggle. So now that we've finished looking for sailors, how about we head to our local convenience store?
in that batch of music we had the Tomato Convenience Store, which is definitely a fan favourite. Then we had Bob's Pizzeria, Working Man, To Fly Vacantly Like an Eagle, which was requested by Iron Eagle Venato, and the QTE Battle, all from the original Shenmue. And before I continue on, I just want to say a special hello to Draco, who can't listen in tonight, but will hopefully get this message on the podcast later. He's currently looking after his sick mother, I believe, so hope everything's okay with you, and we'll see you back in our RPG adventure some other time, definitely. But now I'm going to move on and ramble on about Shenmue 2. The development for Shenmue 2 wasn't quite as crazy as the original, and it was released in Japan and Europe a year later in 2001. Oddly enough though, Shenmue 2 was not released on the Dreamcast in America, and the European version of the Dreamcast release featured Japanese voice acting only, if my memory serves me well. Previously, Shenmue 1 had obviously been translated into English, as you can tell. But Shenmue 2 did receive an Xbox port in both America and Europe in 2002 and 2003. And this did feature the amazing voice acting as well as some minor differences such as the ability to take in-game screenshots of your travels. And the original Dreamcast version had a transfer option where you could import all of your collectibles and other items from Shenmue 1 into Shenmue 2 but obviously that didn't work on the Xbox version. So instead, you just automatically gained everything, so that works. So in Shenmue 2, Ryo has left Japan and travelled to Hong Kong, once again in search of Lam Di. Whilst here, he makes a few new friends, such as the lovely Ren and Joy, and becomes employed as a lucky hit dealer. And eventually, he ends up stranded in the middle of nowhere. What a life, huh? Whilst in Hong Kong, Ryo gets to explore a variety of areas, and the game generally is a bit more fast-paced with a bit more action. It's definitely worth tracking down an Xbox copy of the game if you own a 360, because you can find a PAL version on eBay for about a tenner or even less, so definitely worth looking for. The Dreamcast version though is a bit pricier. I think I saw some for about £50. So now I'm going to move on and introduce some of the fantastic music from Shenmue 2.
Welcome to Hong Kong! Looking for fun? Do you need a guy? Are you a lone boy? You need a place to stay? Need a tour? It'll be cheap! Hey, handsome! Let me take your photo!
in that batch we played some Shenmue 2 music starting off with a theme remix and then we had the theme of Lucky Hit we all love Lucky Hit then we had Airing Out the Books which SJ doesn't like she doesn't like Airing Out the Books I like the books, books is fun then we had a Crack Day requested by I Need Fruit and before I continue on I just want to give a shout out to Yonder on Twitter who is apparently listening in from Japan so hello to you that's pretty amazing having listeners that far out so I hope you are enjoying the show along with anybody else that's listening in tonight it's all about the Shenmue obviously so we've talked about Shenmue 1 and 2 but what about the future since then well Shenmue 3 obviously hasn't happened although Yu Suzuki has stated that he can take the IP off Sega if he wanted to but it's all down to budget Shenmue 3 would probably be quite a massive project and considering Sega were forced to sack a whole bunch of people due to a disappointing end to their last financial year recently, I don't think they're quite ready to take that risk. Unless someone starts a Kickstarter campaign or something. Shenmue has appeared in other guises. A mobile game called Shenmue City was released in Japan although that has since shut. And back in 2004, Sega began work on Shenmue Online, a MMORPG version of the game set within the same universe. And whilst that did actually sound pretty cool, that too was cancelled in 2006 and we haven't really heard anything about it since. So we just assume that that's probably gone now. The only real Shenmue action that we've had since then has been the guest appearance of Ryo himself in Sonic and Sega All-Stars Racing, with his trademark forklift as a super move and yeah that was pretty damn awesome hopefully he will be returning in the new all-stars racing transformed with a special Shenmue track no doubt I definitely want one of those and of course Sega did recently hint that a HD port of Shenmue 1 and 2 may be heading to Xbox Live Arcade and PSN as a Shenmue re-release is probably the most requested Sega game of all time next to demands for Shenmue 3 anyway so if you're lucky, maybe we'll be playing Shenmue on Xbox Live Arcade this time next year. Fingers crossed. And of course, we still have the brilliant Yakuza series. Yes, indeed. Closest thing we've got to Shenmue, definitely. Well, I'm going to play another batch of Shenmue 2 music now, and then we're going to begin our sort of Sega RPG adventure for the week. It is going to be a bit late, so we are definitely going to overrun, but we'll make it to the end eventually.
in that Shemu 2 batch there, we started off with Aberdeen, Workers' Pier Day, then Heaven's Battle, as requested by Ainigonato, then Yantin Apartment, requested by Go Gamer Nerd, and Evening in Aberdeen, requested by Retrix. So thanks to you for your request. And before I do continue on, I just want to give some shout-outs over the Twitter, because we've had a few... Um, few people talking on the sort of Sega hashtag, talking about how Shenmue's awesome and it rules. So, thanks to you guys listening in. I'm not actually going to try and pronounce some of your names because some of them look difficult. And I'll just sound silly. But, if you are listening in, such as Rabid Noodles or Rabid Noodles, then thanks for listening in. And Sega Boy, if you're listening in. And... Yeah, I'm not going to say that one. But yes, if you are listening in and talking about Shemu on our hashtag, then thank you very much. Lots of good memories. In the IRC, we are talking about Sonic Adventure now and Sonic Adventure 3 and other amazing Dreamcast games. I saw Fruit mention Skies of Arcadia there, so he gets 10,000 experience points for that, probably. And speaking of experience points, it is time for our sort of Sega role-playing adventure. Do-do-do-do-do. So if you are new to Radio Sega or you're listening in because it's Shenmue night and you love Shenmue and you're now going to be wondering what the hell this is all about, well the Sword of Sega RPG Adventure is a short 20 to 30 minute game that we take part in every week and you can earn experience points, complete tasks and level up. So if you are new to the show and have no idea what's happening, you can catch up with previous chapters on the RadioSega.net website by looking under the Sword of Sega blog and I'll put that on Twitter, I'll actually do it this week. And you can obviously catch up on the podcast as well. And you don't need to listen in line to take part in our adventure, as new texts will be posted on the blog and forum the morning after all live shows. Or generally about dinner time. That's when I wake up. So, And you can earn experience points for various things, such as requesting music, joining the IRC, and completing tasks each week. And the person with the most experience points by the end of Chapter 10 will win a prize. I keep saying that, it's probably true. If you haven't signed up and you would like to, then do send me your character class, which can be anything, and I'll add you to our group of adventurers. Although, we're now on Chapter 8, so there is still time to take part and be there for the ultimate mega amazing hypertastic final battle if you want to. So, don't feel like it's, it's too late. But now it is time to travel on with our adventures. It is indeed. Last week on Sword of Sega, our heroes discovered a mysterious lighthouse on an island in the middle of Segedra. After a quick look around, they found the computer room which just happened to contain a magical teleporter. Being the daring types, our heroes jumped into the teleporter and were transported to a desert floating island in the sky. But before they could run around digging up buried treasure, a Mega Drive and some Nintendroids arrived ready to attack. And I don't know about you guys, but I'm getting quite sick of these Nintendroids coming to Seagadra and stealing all of our plot points. It's terrible. So in order to win over the Mega Drive and defeat these evil Nintendroids, our heroes needed to name the three Sega RPGs on the Mega Drive, or Genesis if you're an American. And of course, we also had to name the hidden Nintendo tracks, so here are the names of those five games and the tracks that we played last week. Starting with game number one. I didn't do that very well. Now starting with game number one. 
And game number one was, of course, Attack of the Barbarian from Streets of Rage. What was game number two? Game number two was Death Place from Fantasy Star 2. And we did actually play that during the show, so hopefully a few of you were able to pick that up. And here's track number three. What? Nintendo on my radio singer? It's more likely than you think as our hidden Nintendo track was Athletic from Super Mario World. Here's track number four, is it? Yeah. I skipped that too early, but that was um, Dahlia Valley from Salil, or Crusader Century. Anyway, here's Chuck. Chapter, chapter, task number four. I'm getting distracted by the IRC. I am. And of course, track number four was Battle for from Shining Force. So that means that our three Sega RPG tracks were from Fantasy Star 2, Soleil, or Soleil, I can never pronounce it right. We'll call it Crusade of Santi from now on and also Shining Force. So, did our heroes correctly name these Sega RPGs? Have we beaten the Nintendroids with the power of friendship? Find out next in Chapter 8 of Sword of Sega. Chapter 8 Revelations in Space Because, you know, space The Mega Driver wastes no time and proudly dives towards our heroes shooting cartridges in all directions Our heroes split up and attempt to block or evade these rather odd projectiles but the Nintendroid suit sense an opportunity and jump into the fight as well and when it was you, the fighter mage unsheaths the mirror sword. I need fruit, the master ninja overlord thief readies the guardian sword. I need Governato, the knight of the spiral clockwork, spins around with the shining sword in hand. And Draco, the insane white rock shooter, is prepared to unleash hell with the dragon sword. The sight of these four mighty swords of Sega stops the Nintendroids in their tracks. And even the Mega Drive pauses for a second to take them all in. And a second is all the time they need as our group of heroes, led by a winner with you, calls out the name of Streets of Rage, Fantasy Star 2, Crusader Asante, and Shining Force. The Nintendroids look uneasy. However, the Mega Drive shooks off these names and continues to shoot out cartridges at our heroes. Why is it still attacking us? Our heroes hastily back off and continue to block its attacks as the Nintendroids cackle loudly. Let's deal with them first, exclaims Silver Sonic, the remixer knight, as he cries out the name of Super Mario World. 
I wonder if you, I need Govanato, Resident SD, Paris 55, Little Red 615, and I need Fruit all chant back the name, causing the Nintendroids to screech in fury. A bit like a Dalek would, as someone pointed out in the IRC. But uh oh, it looks like we've actually made them angry. It seems our attacks aren't working. Oh, sod it. Let's just whack them with our swords, eh? Wasting no more time, I wonder with you, I need Fruit, and I need Govanato, and Draco. Use their swords to chase after and strike down the Nintendroids, whilst the other heroes use their own skills to deflect attacks and to push these bots back. Soon the whole island is covered in the parts of the Nintendroids and the Mega Drive stops flinging cartridges around everywhere. Ah, you beat them! Cheers the Mega Drive! Jolly good! Jolly good indeed! I was wondering if you were able to beat them. Magic doesn't work up here, you know. Amazed, our heroes stare at the 16-bit console. Sonic Zone Cops asks if the console had been possessed and is now free. Possessed? Oh my dear boy, what do you think I am? A virtual boy? Come on now. My brothers may have been possessed, but they're just idiots. No brains at all. No, I am a general, second in command to the Dreamcast itself, and warrior in the Sagabots vs Nintendroids war of a millennia ago. Why do you think they call me the Genesis? It's because I'm amazing, that's why. The Mega Drive continued on. Oh no, I wasn't possessed. You can't possess the Genesis, that's crazy talk. I'm a spy, you see. I joined the Nintendroids to try and stop them, but I can't use the sword of Sega's, you know. Consoles don't have any arms, it's a bloody nuisance. But never mind that, here you are. I knew you heroes would come, that's why I'm here. Sorry about the Nintendroids though, chaps. I had to bring them along, you see. Damn nuisance. Our heroes ask about the next Sword of Sega. Oh, that. It's buried here. Let me get it for you. The Mega Drive then digs up the buried chest of the island using its cartridges as shivels. Handing it to our group, our heroes carefully open it and discover a silver cutlass inside. This sword looked like it once belonged to a great pirate that just happens to be appearing in All Stars Racing Transformed. I wonder who it could have been. Our heroes now possess five of the seven souls of Sega, but of course, they must decide who amongst them should wield their pirate cutlass. But before then, the Mega Drive speaks to them one last time. Oh jolly good, just two more eh? Marvellous! Now, I was told by Ulala, you know, if you can believe that, that I must teleport you even higher in the sky! You'll definitely not be able to use magic there, and I'm not even sure you'll be able to get back, but I'm sure the next sort of Sega is there. Do you want to go? Should our heroes trust the Mega Drive and allow it to teleport them to a completely unknown place? Or maybe now would be a good time to go on holiday and forget all about this crazy sort of Sega business. Our heroes must decide if they should trust the Mega Drive and who should get the pirate cutlass after the next music break.
meet anyone on the likes of her. She's a witch, let her sweet flower in the air. It's not just she's a god, some of them very short batch we played um motorcycle ride to the harbor theme which was kind of requested by retrix it's not actually the full theme it's um, a remix because the full theme seems quite hard to get and it was remixed by a guy called patrickum 21 who has a website called shenmu-uk.com and it has there's a lot of remixes on there actually by this guy so do take a look at that and then we also played the theme of joy from shenmu 2 joy being a pretty interesting character but now we're going to continue on with part 2 of chapter 8. They've come this far, and it would be crazy to turn back now, thus our heroes decide to allow the Megadrive to teleport them even higher into the sky. 
Our heroes have also decided that Casey, the pervert drunk man, should look after the pirate cutlass, which will probably be the death of them all. With that decided, they prepare for transport. Cuddling together, the Mega Drive uses some sort of mental cosmic ray power to beam up our heroes into one big group. Shooting into the sky with a flash of light, our heroes dare not look down or breathe as their bodies hurtle past clouds and even stars as they leave the atmosphere and see Gujar behind, reaching outer space. The trip takes only seconds and soon our heroes magically appear inside a giant space station. Shaking from the adrenaline, our group decides to take five minutes to relax and acclimatise themselves in this new environment. And when it was you, the fighter mage is astounded that he can breathe in space. Cobra the best, the sniper, finds a window and looks down at all the pretty stars. The old gamer nerd, the Hadoken, gives poor old Pyrus55 a rappy, or the rappy, a cuddle, as his cute little rappy, rappy body begins to molt from all the stress. Whilst I need fruit, looks on disgusted, dusting down stray feathers from his otherwise impeccable Overlord Ninja suit. Resident SD is amazed by how light his boobs feel in space. In the corner, Casey, the pervert drunk man, is vomiting all over his nicely new shiny sword and keeps mumbling something about bums. Rather wisely, our heroes decide to keep their distance from him. Iron Eagle, Venato and Draco impatiently go on ahead and return shortly with a new member to the force, Rosie Sonic 21, the Sonic the Hedgehog, who has been busy saving the world previously, has gotten stuck in space. Rosie Sonic 21 brings news that this space station is actually, in fact, called the Space Colony Arc, and it's a rather large station, so let's not get lost. After settling down, our group then pull themselves together and explore. It soon becomes obvious that this space station is not of Seagadra design and it has been abandoned for some years as well, despite the station itself conserving power and looking rather active. They come across rooms containing mechanical parts which look like they could also belong to Nintendroids. Hmm. Eventually our heroes reach some sort of com communication room. Here, there are detailed pictures and diagrams depicting some sort of robotic war, as well as the Seven Swords of Sega. In the dark, GoGamer Nerd spots a shining glint. It's another Sword of Sega, covered in shiny metal and with the word Flowin written on the side. Flowin, of course, being a hero from a fantasy star. Yay! Well, finding that was easy. Or was it? A loud crash sounds behind them, and our heroes spin around to be confronted by not only one, but two Sega consoles. It's the Game Gears of War and the Master System of Justice. Holy crap. Speaking in unison, the Game Gear and Master System float towards our heroes, chanting, Humans are the enemies of the Nintendroids. All hail our master, the almighty Wii U. Humans are the enemies of the Nintendroids. All hail our master, the almighty Wii U. Kill, kill, kill. What is this Wii U? But more importantly, how can we defeat both the Game Gear and the Master System in a cramped space station with no magic? This sounds difficult. Our heroes have no choice but to try by naming five Game Gear and Master System games from the following music tracks. But oh no, both consoles are echoing each other, which is in turn echoing all over the space station. 
Can our heroes identify these Game Gear and Master System games with all this echoing going around? I shall play five music tracks, all from the Game Gear and Master System. And there's going to be a Sega RPG in there as well. Can you name all of them as well as the Sega RPG from all the echoing? If you're listening in to the show live, then do be sure to send me your answers privately in the IRC. And since these are kind of 8-bit tracks and they're all echoing everywhere, you might want to turn your volume down a bit because we're a bit, I don't know, mechanically would be the word. So here are those five tracks starting with track number one. Number two. Here's track number three. Number four. the last track number Remember, we've got five tracks there that are either from the Game Gear or the Master System, 
one of those five tracks is a Sega RPG and the other ones are not RPGs. And I'm hoping at least that last one should be fairly easy to get, so I'm going to play those tracks again, starting with track number one. Here's track number two. Number three. Last track number five. Remember, there are five Game Gear or Master System tracks there, so send me your answers to me either on Twitter in the IRC via private message or on the RadioSega.net forums. And to win, we need to name that Sega RPG game and track, ideally. But you'll also get bonus experience points for naming all five games and tracks. But sadly, that is it for Chapter 8 this week.
So now, of course, it's time to hand out experience points. Yay! So, from last week, quite a few of you took part in the task, and many of you managed to get the Streets of Rage track right, as well as our random Nintendo game, a track which I became quite addicted to all week, and which many of you seem to approve of. But of course, it is time to hand out those points, and 50 experience points has been awarded to those that took part in the task, so here are our current party stats. We have Alan... Uh, Alanio? Alan... Let me start again. Alanio, I always pronounce his name wrong for some reason. Alanio with 40 experience points. He is a level 1 dark white paladin. And then we have a winner with you, a level 6 fighter mage. He's leveled up. And he has 1,690 experience points. So yeah, he's well in the lead. Then we have Cobra the Best, a level 3 sniper on 520. Go Gamer Nerd, a level 3 Hadouken on 480. Pirates 55. A level 2 Rappi on 330. I Need Fruit, a level 3 Master Ninja Overlord Thief on 670. Forever Sonic, a level 2 Galaxy Warrior on 260. Resident SD, a level 4 Lusty Barmaid on 830. He has also leveled up. Then we have Mtails, a level 1 Innkeeper. KC, a level 2 Pervert Drunk Man on 140. Little Red, 615, a level 2 Adventurer on 140. He has also leveled up. Then we have Silver Sonic, a level 4 remix tonight on 750, so he's leveled up too. Wow, four people leveled up so far. Then we have Draco, a level 3 insane white rock shooter on 540. Ian Fanato, a level 4 Knight of the Spiral Clockworks on 1070. Not quite enough to beat one of you yet, I'm afraid. And we have Zonic Zone Cup, a level 2 Muse on 100, who has leveled up, so that's 5 people. And Social Gamer, a level 1 Retro Defender, and Rosie Sonic, 21, a level 1 Sonic the Hedgehog, with 30 experience points. Ooh, excuse me, I'm bourbon. So congratulations to a winner with you, Resonant SD, Little Red 615, Silver Sonic, and Zonic Zone Cup for leveling up. As a result, I shall now play the customary Level Up theme. Level Up, Level Up! So, congratulations to you! Hurrah, hurrah! So, remember to keep on earning experience points so that you can win a real world prize at the end of Chapter 10, which is only two chapters or so away. And don't worry if you've been listening in on the podcast, as you can still take part by visiting the RadioSega.net website. Now, there's not going to be a Chapter 9 next week, sorry, as we're going to take a short break and engage with another wonderful side quest. This will give you a chance to earn some extra experience points and catch up with a winner with you, basically, kind of like how the Tavern Show worked. So more information on that will be posted on the Sword of Sega blog on RadioSega.net soon, and I'm sure I will tweet it as well. But for now we're going to move towards the end of the show tonight with a batch of Shenmue remixes. We are going to overrun but you love it really. Of course you do.
and Sunday we have reached the end of our Shenmue show on Sword of Sega tonight. I hope you've all enjoyed the Shenmue goodness that I've had to offer you. And we may be waiting 10 years or so for conclusion to Ryo Hazuki's story and hopefully we shall see the end in my lifetime but I do believe that HD port on Xbox Live or PSN is likely, hopefully. I mean Sega would be pretty crazy not to re-release it, I think. And we must make sure that when the re-release of Jet Set Radio does appear, we have to send them a positive message by buying, buying, buying. Well, you're probably wondering why this music's playing. But next week on Sword of Sega, it's going to be a little different. The lovely Forever Sonic, who should be familiar to all of you, is stopping with me for a bit. Wouldn't that be fun? So it's going to be an interesting week of me forcing him to play a variety of games since he hasn't really played any. Although he did say he has played Shenmue recently, so now I can't even tie him up and force him to play that. But I might do it anyway for fun. Why not? So if he expects to leave this house alive, he's going to have to complete Shenmue 1 and 2. Am I that cruel? Maybe. Maybe a little bit. Maybe a little bit. So yes, it's going to be a very interesting sort of Sega next week, and that's why we are taking our little RPG adventure hiatus sort of with a, a different kind of sword quest. Sword quest? Side quest. Yes, side quest. Man, I'm tired now. It's past 11, you know, you should all be in bed by now, jeez. And of course, the fun continues this week. Late and live DJ Resident SD will be hosting a show of his own tomorrow night at 8pm UK time on his very own video game stream FuseVGM.com and he'll be playing music from the Sonic 3 and Knuckles remixed album so do me a favour and do listen in. You can find out more by visiting FuseVGM.com or just nagging him on Twitter. You probably all got him on Twitter anyway. Send him a poke. And of course, Fridays wouldn't be the same without Turbo Drive Live at 8pm UK time, followed by Forever Sonic's new random hour at 9pm, and Resident SD's late at live, late and live, not late at live, at 11pm. Then Gabby is back on Saturday with Saturday Night Sega at 10pm UK time, and Archangel UK brings us Radio Redux again on Sunday at 7pm. I did quite enjoy last week's actually, the nice Brighton themed episode, that was great. Yeah, that's great. Lovely Brighton, I suppose. So that's it from me this week. So thanks to all of my listeners, whether on the podcast or tuning in live, and you lovely chaps in the IRC, such as Forever Sonic, Arisen SD, Underscore Spondy, D'Artagnan, Fast Feet, Girl Gamer Nerd, KC, M20, Paris 55, Raz Z, Rax Z, yeah, Retrix, Rosie Sonic 21, Silver Sonic, SJ, The Cap'n Crunch. We're getting loads of captains here now. Also known as the Chaos Blue, the Joiner, Trekkie, Voice, and Sonic Zone Cop. And as well, I Need Fruits, who was in before, Jonah Ridge, who was new to the site and in before, and a winner was you. And who else have I missed? I don't know. So, yes. Dotan has just left. So, yeah. Bye, Dotanian. It is quite late, to be fair. So I'm going to end the show tonight with Wish from Shenmue as requested by Resident SD and the credits theme from Shenmue as requested by Retrix because it's a great track to end any show with in my opinion. Definitely nice. So if you can, stick around for those two. I have been your host Captain Cloud Chaser and this has been Shenmue on Sword of Sega. 
good night. She
RadioSega.net. 8-bit to 128-bit. We play the best in Sega music.